behind the whistle. I first started refing when I was 12 years old. I find I'm refing a lot of games before mine. It's probably harder than getting players. Welcome to episode number eight of Behind the Whistle, the podcast series where we talk to sports officials about their personal officiating journey. We will gain insights into why these officials do what they do and will be a great way of understanding how they balance their passion for officiating with their personal and professional lives. Our guests for this episode are Caleb Lawson and his father, Bruce. Caleb's journey into officiating started when he was 12 years old and he has already had the opportunity to experience some pretty amazing things as part of his young journey. We'll also hear from Bruce, who's the president of his local club and encourages Caleb to keep a balance between his schoolwork and his officiating development. I started out by asking Caleb how he got into officiating. I've been playing since I was three years old, so I've just rugby's been a thing since I can remember. No, I just I had all this knowledge of the game and I just wanted to like put it back into our club and I started refing the little kids, you know, helping out when I can. And I really started taking more serious, you know, getting higher up, refing higher age groups, trying to get like more like serious refereeing roles. Yeah. So what do you what do you do now at the moment? So what do you what I guess first of all, how old are you? I'm sixteen. So what age groups do, are you allowed to officiate and referee? 14s and under. And so where did you start? I mean, obviously you started relatively young officiating. What age groups or how old were you when you first started? I first started refing when I was 12 years old. So I was refing under sixes to under sevens for about half a year. And then I started refing eights and nines for like the rest of the year. And uh, so were you mainly in the middle? So do they run lines for kids that young or do you, is it just straight in the middle and away you go? No, they usually don't run lines for under six or sevens or eights or nines really. So they start running lines at like tens and up. So you get to, um, I guess it's a, you know, I guess a baptism by fire being thrown straight in and just going, all right, here you go. Yeah. So what sort of um, training did you get to start with? You know, they kind of just like, because under sixes, you're not really like trying to like, you know, call and knock-ons. You're just getting used to your whistle, following the ball, moving with the play, you know, and then eights, nines, because there's usually like a referee coach that will be there and he'll watch your game and he'll like critique you, you know. So as you get higher refing those eights and nines, he'll like really, you know, going to show, like, clear hand signals with your knock-ons and, like, clear of scrums. And tackling, yeah. yeah, and with the tackling, you know, making sure, like, it's safe and all kinds of things. So with, uh, obviously, you know, full contact when you get older, how do they structure the rules through the age groups? So is sixes and sevens, is that more like a touch type thing? Or? Yeah, six and sevens is two hands on the hip touch. Yep. And eights and nines you get into tackle. So you would have been, what, so you were 11, 12, so you were still playing as well as refereeing? Yeah. How do you enjoy the challenge of that? Yeah, it's been really good. Like, you know, I find I'm refing a lot of games before mine because I'm usually quite late games, which, you know, was good when I had my fitness because I've, you know, been out with training because of the zero fields. You know, now, like, one game and I'm, like, a bit puffed and I've got to go play my game. I'm like, oh. 
<laughs> if you're young, you'll you'll pick it up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. So how did you how did you develop your skills through through your officiating? Did you do extra sessions or just through the coaching on the weekends? Yeah, we get a lot of like resources. So we have a lot of like online like courses we can do. There's apps we can look at that like will show you like hand signals or like specific laws a lot with the referee coaching and like getting general feedback from them and then like working on it. Cause usually, you know, you'll have a referee coach for at least like one to two games at least in a row so that he can like give you stuff to improve on. And then you look and then you'll work on that for your next game and he can like really see that you've been improving on it. So would you do multiple games on a one day when you're refereeing? Not, I haven't really started yet. Like end of last year, I was occasionally doing two before my game and one on the Friday. So yeah. So are you only allowed to do up to fourteens on the side as well, or can you do older age groups if you're on the side, or do you mainly do the middle of the field? On the side, they usually co- uh, no teams have to apply an assistant referee. But for, for like, state champs or, like, other refereeing things, you, like, can sideline referee. And I'm pretty sure you can sideline referee up to any age group. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like you've been doing a fair amount of, you know, your own study, or your own improve, self-improvement, looking at apps and, and things like that. Um how do you balance that off? Obviously, I'm assuming you're still at schoolwork. So how do you balance that with your schoolwork? Oh, you know, I'll just I always put school first because you got to, like, after I've, like, had my – I've done, like, my homework, you know, I'll have a quick look at it, maybe driving to training or, like, driving to a game, I'll just go over it, go over it whenever I can. Cool. And, yeah, you know, I, I saw towards the end of last year you got – you. Was it an award that you got? What was the uh, what was that for? Oh, can you remember it? Was it Stu yeah. Dickinson gave it to you? Was it that the one? Yeah, Stu Dickinson gave it to you. The academic. Yeah, award. it was an academic award. Do you know what that was for? Yeah, so it was. It's it's to encourage them to keep studying and keep applying themselves. Um, yeah, cool. The, the year before, no, the year before was COVID. The year before that, he got junior rookie, ref, the rookie or junior rookie of the year, which is out of all of New South Wales. Um, That's all of, of that was all of New South Wales, not just your. So, which area do you officiate in? Do you referee in? He's ne- he's now part of Sydney. He used to oh, be okay. Southern Sydney, but they've merged him into Sydney, so it's mainly Metro. And so that rookie of the year was for all of New South Wales. Yeah. That would have been a bit of a buzz to, to receive that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, you know, I guess justification for all of the, you know, the, the additional work that you do on your own to improve. So, you know, congratulations on receiving that. Thank you. And then, you know, you've just returned back from a, was it a tournament weekend up in um, um, Bathurst, Tabernacle, somewhere? Um, yeah, I'm oh, <laughs> So what's that? What's that tournament all about? So that tournament, um, so they have under twelves, fifteen aside, and then under fourteens and sixteens, seven aside. And so basically referees from Sydney, Brisbane, 
Western Sydney, everywhere, go all there and we all, like, are there as, like, our own team, like, say. We've all, like, staying in the same dorm. You know, we got to, like, talk. We got to watch each other's games. Really just got to mix around. How, how did you find that weekend yourself? I, I found it amazing. It was really good, you know, getting to meet referees from all around, seeing how they ref, getting to know them. And uh, I'm assuming you would have picked up a lot from them and, you know, did quite a few games over the weekend? Yeah, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I did about five or seven between there. Excellent. So is that yeah. is that open to anyone to go or is it, a, you know, they only select certain referees to go to those tournaments? Between the age groups of 11, year 11 and 12, but they're accepting, like, because I'm in year 10, they're accepting, like, younger age groups and a lot of people were applying and then they'll okay. select from like those referees. Excellent. So, that, you know, obviously that's another, you know, I guess a, a feather in your cap to, you know, it, with your improvement and your your, your future development. Because um, initially we, we didn't get them to apply because we thought it was year 11 or 12 only, um, but we were approached by the Sydney referee manager and they asked for Caleb to to apply because they wanted him to go. So he was one of three Sydney Metro refs that got selected to attend. So it's um, I know he doesn't talk himself up, but you know, as a parent, we should be proud of his achievement in that. Uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna come back to you and just you know start with uh, the how, how as a as a parent, how do you um, you know, what's it feel like to see your son obviously developing in his career and obviously getting accolades as he goes oh it's it's great it's um you know i got taught from a young age and i try and instill that with both my boys you know this game is not only about you it's about giving back and you know when caleb started that's what he was doing he was just giving back to the game and the club but he's uh he's really loving it and enjoying it um and and you know it's helping him understand and appreciate his game that he plays um you know so we, yeah, we, we fully support him, even though it means we're driving all over Sydney Friday nights and Sundays before the game. But that's what you got to do. It's it's part of it. And um, I suppose we, as a family, sit and watch rugby all weekend, even when we're not at rugby, we're watching rugby. And um, so from a young age, we, that's just what we do. So we all, I suppose, understand or appreciate the game. And, yeah, it's... um. It's good. So you're a, are you the president of the club? I, I am president of uh, Sylvania Bulldogs Junior Rugby Club, and I coach the under sixteens as well. Okay. So as a as a parent and a, a president, how do you find encouraging you know more people to become a, uh, referees? And it, it's quite challenging. It's it's probably harder than getting players. Um, you know. When courses are held to introduce people into refereeing, you know, it's usually controlled by New South Wales Rugby or Southern Districts. It's shared via social media and our email distribution list. Um, you know, we're always seeking referees. There's obviously a mass shortage of them. I think this weekend out of 41 games, 23 didn't have officials. Um, most of the kids are playing as well. And some kids are saying no to refereeing to play. Um, I think 
I think people get scared away from officiating, not only at rugby union, but other sports from the negative stories they hear. You never hear the positive stories. You always hear the negative and you see stuff that's happened on the news and all that. Um, you know, and people don't want their child to be um, put in front of that potential situation. But, I mean, we're lucky in union. Nine times out of ten, there's a referee coach there. Um, and and also both clubs have to supply a ground marshal. You know, so they there that if something had to occur, it's, it's a kind of a barrier. Um, you know, as a coach, we are told after a game we cannot talk to the referee for 15 minutes. And it makes sense. It really does. And, <laughs> and as a coach, you know, it gives you the 15 minutes to take a breath and the emotion's gone of winning or losing. Um, obviously, I always shake the referee's hands after the game and, and all that. But, um, yeah, it does help. As a, as a referee, Caleb, have you had to deal with many... I guess we'll call them upset spectators and coaches throughout your development the, so far. I've ran the one really big one where I was refing an under 10s grand final. And I don't really notice it as much when I'm out in the field. I like tend to block out like sideline people yelling in because I'm really focused in on the game. But this one on the grand final was really bad. My referee coach had to go and speak to the person and actually tell him he needs to be quiet or he will be removed from the field. But other than that, I've never really had like some really bad ones. It would have been really, uh, I guess, encouraging to have that referee support there to help you know deal with those sort of things. And you know, for somebody, at, what you would you have been twelve or thirteen at that stage? For that thirteen, I think that was my first year where I was refing the junior, junior age group. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, to have somebody there that's a referee coach to be able to help deal with that, you know, it takes a lot of the pressure off off you as you're trying to obviously handle not just the game but you know the, the crowd and things as well. So, I, I was going to say, and, and I think lucky for Caleb, he has this natural ability to shut out the noise from the sideline. Um, you know, after every game, we talk about the good and the bad of his officiating and, and what he needs to work on and what he did really well. And I'll say to him, did you hear this or did you see this? And he, he never, ever does. It's, I think that's what helps him, has helped him get to where he is so quickly is because he focuses so much on that and doesn't get distracted or deterred by, by the outside noise. And, and I, you know, that, that's, that's obviously a huge skill to have because it's so easy to get distracted during the middle when you're out there. Um, okay, Caleb, do you find you pull up your dad when he's coaching and just say, "Hey, that's not the rule," or you can't do that because you know you're across the rules a little bit more? Or is it on the uh, on the weekend or was that training? Because there's like lots of new rules come out. Dad was explaining the new rule and he was explaining it wrong, so I stepped in. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's not exactly the rule." And then I t- overtook it a little. The uh, <laughs> It usually consumes half of our dinner chat, talking about rugby rules. And uh, myself, Fiona, and Jack will argue, and he'll tell us who's right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you just sit back to Caleb and just let them discuss it, and then come in at the end with the the right answer. Yeah, excellent. That's the way to go. And you know, having those discussions around the, the table is going to help you with understanding the rules and you know, your own development. So you know, that's. That's a great thing to have as a you know, as a family. So um, 
That's awesome. Yeah, we're talking a little bit about the, the I guess, some of the bad side of things. What, what are the good things that you've experienced as part of your refereeing career, Caleb? Just having all the support behind me, I found, you know, it's just builds my confidence not only as a referee but as a person. I just found that I have a lot more self-confidence in myself when I've been refing. You know, all of, like, the appreciation for my coaches and players, you know, coming up and shaking my hand, you know, such a great game you had, referee. Thank you so much for being here. just really makes me feel good as a person. And it encourages you to to keep going and obviously keep betting, getting better in your you know in your development, which is great. Yeah. How do you find talking to your um your friends at school about refereeing? How do they um how do they well, think of you as a referee? I usually don't really talk about union with my friends at school because yep. like they're more league players than that. Yeah. And I don't really tend to talk much about refereeing with my mates like within my rugby team you know i just it's never really subject i ever bring up yeah um obviously the the refereeing um community that you're in amongst your coaches and those sort of things that get you know obviously you talk to them quite a bit um you know apart from being at the game at the game and helping you guidance do they do anything else to help you during the week um with your own development yeah, um, after my Armadale trip, I had given my number to two of the referee coaches and one of them called me and he like, went over how I was going with the weekend, how I was doing. You know, there's a lot of um, referee seminars where like all of the referees from Sydney and the referee coaches will come together, you know, we'll go over the new rules and that and yeah. So, uh, you know, what do you have as far as, do you have goals that you'd like to achieve in your refereeing career or are you just taking it as it comes or do you have some, you know, some set goals that you'd really like to to get to? I'm taking that as it comes. I'd really, I'd love to, you know, try and get my way into refereeing super rugby, you know, maybe even internationals, you know, just see how it goes, how far I can progress. Uh, yeah, that's that's the the great opportunity to have, you know, the great mindset to have. And, you know, with your constant growth and your discussions with your dad, you know, I'm pretty sure and, and confident that we'll see you um, somewhere up at that level. You know, you've got – you obviously got the drive, you've got the um, the capability and the support to help, you know, get to that level. So, you know, having the, the encouragement behind you would certainly help um, drive you up there. Yeah, and that's something we we've discussed. You know, we said to him, if you, if you want to take this to the level, there's not many local games in Australia where you can go and experience different countries, different cities, different cultures, and do it doing something you enjoy. And you get taken there, you get looked after. It's um, so it will be a really cool thing for him to experience. I think. Um, but, you know, he's still got a bit of a way to go, but he's, he's doing all the right things and, you know, applying himself where he needs to. So it's, um, you know, I think eventually the decision will have to be made between playing and refereeing. Um, but, yeah, you never know. It's up to him what he wants to do. And, and I guess, uh, you know, while you're, you're your age you're at and you can do both, I mean, why not do both? It's a great way of, you know, staying involved in the game that you love and keeping your, you know, your own fitness levels up and, and those sort of things. So, 
Well, he's now he's now getting invited to do the games, uh, Saturday games, which is usually your big rugby schools, your Waverleys and Trinities and all that. So it's um, typically quite hard to get into those, but they are trying to get him to do more of the right age groups. Um, it's tough for him to do the older age groups because typically they the game before he's playing. Um, yep. So you do get pushed down, but you know he's. Um, He's been asked to go and do, I think it's the under-13s or 14s this year at State Champs in Dubbo or Orange. So that's it's just more good opportunities. And, um, you know, those weekends like the Taz Festival, um, you know, really you can see the big step in the progression because of the uh, referee coaches they got there and the heads of departments and all the rest of it. And, yeah, it's it's a chaperone thing. They go in a bus together. All the referees they get a kit. It's it's a whole. You know, it's not just a, hey, who can come referee. It's it's a it's a proper setup. I must say, New South Wales rugby do or referees do that very well um, for these guys, and that and that's going to help encourage them to keep doing it as well. And, you know, I'm assuming, Kayla, that, that you do you all stay together as referees for those weekends. So yeah. you know you. You get up there, however you get up there, whether it's your dad drives you up or whether it's a bus or whatever you get, you get up there and, and you, you're just with the referees for the whole weekend. Yeah. And so how's that? You know, you're obviously interacting with referees your own age, but also referees that are, you know, obviously the high level up skills uh, and being, how did you find the first one at the tournament that you went to? Was it a little bit um, you know, uncomfortable being around those people or were you, did you find you are able to settle in pretty well? I found, like, it took a little warming up to, like, you know, meeting a bunch of just new people, you know, talking to them. But then it did get to the point where it was comfortable. And I, since my first state champs I ref, I've had a friend since then. And, you know, we stay close. We both went up to Armadale. You know, you just get really good connections, like, through refereeing and, like, going to these state champs. We'll see them more often. Yeah, yeah. You know, having having that that friend that you've got um, at that level, and you know, I'm assuming you're probably pushing yourself and you're pushing each other to keep going up. So that's you know a great encouragement to have. Yeah. Um. So at those at those tournaments, how'd you find you know obviously time away from your parents and just purely concentrating on rugby? Yeah. Yeah. How was that from a just a pure rugby perspective and and a, a weekend? I really enjoyed it. You know, it was just me up there with friends, you know, again, to just focus all on rugby, you know, block out school, block out, you know, other things. You just really focus on rugby. And, and, you know, being able to sit and talk with people that are as passionate and enjoy being around rugby as much as you do uh, would have been a a great thing as well, I would imagine. Yeah, it was great, you know, because – there was like some older referees and like they tell you about the experiences they've had that we are only just getting to, you know, get the opportunities to experience and it gets you really keen and excited. And, you know, it keeps you, keeps the drive going between that tournament you know, and your next one. So, um, yeah, yeah, that'd be a, a great opportunity to, to learn from those guys. Yeah. How are you as a, um, a watcher, Bruce? Are you a, a, you know, are you a, a relaxed watcher or are you pretty intense when he's out there refereeing? No, I'm 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 fine. Um, he's good at what he does. Um, like I mentioned before, he shuts out the noise from the sidelines, even when I can hear it and hear what's. In the- 
people complaining. Um, you know, I'm I'm confident in what he's doing, and that puts me at ease. You know, he, he does know what he's doing, and he's not just running in there blind, going, "Yeah, I can do it." He he can do it, and and that does help put me at ease. Um, it's uh, yeah, I suppose as a coach as well, it's helped me understand and appreciate what these guys are doing, and <laughs> um, you know. But yeah, for as a parent, yeah, I've got, I've got honestly got no dramas with it. It's um, I'd probably get more nervous when he's playing than when he's refereeing. I was going to say, as a coach, how has your perspective changed when he goes to playing as opposed to refereeing? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fortunate the team I've coaching now i've been coaching some of these kids since they were four years old and they're now 16 so i've gone from little children to now young men um so i'm very passionate about the team i treat them all like they're my own children because i've known them for six to ten years some of these kids i've watched them grow up with caleb and and yeah for me it's um you know obviously i love the game i love rugby union and, and i try and instill what i learned growing up in the game with these kids it's not just about what happens on the field but it's about what the people they become off the field um and part of that is respecting the referee as well you know you've got a, a fair bit of testosterone going around in these 16 17 year old boys and when the referee gets something wrong i just say to them it's not the end of the world you knock the ball on you make a mistake no one's screaming at you so if the referee misses something it's it's the same principle to me um, I said, you've got a, 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 a captain who can go and approach and talk to the referee. Um, and we we do strategically get Caleb to do that because he plays out. <laughs> um, you know, and we've got, a, we've got a captain that looks after our team or the boys on the field as well. Um, so it works out well. But, you know, it's – they all call the referee sir or Mr. Referee, um, you know, and there's no flapping arms and carrying on. That happens. They know they're going to spend some time on the sideline with me. <laughs> um, yeah, it works. It works in roundabouts, and yeah, oh, it's yeah, there's no dramas to me really at the end. Being, being a referee, Caleb, how do you find playing yourself? Um, you know, do you do you get frustrated sometimes as a player when you know you've seen things from a player's perspective, or yeah. are you more of a let the referee do their thing? Yeah, I'm, you know, I find, you know, being a referee, you know, and I'm not actually refing, I tend to, like, pick up on the mistakes. You know, I might, like, get a little stroppy, like, really quickly, and then I'll take a breath. I'll be like, I probably make my own mistakes as well. No one's perfect at the game. And I'll try and calm down as best as I can. Do you find you're, um, I guess, more thankful and more appreciative of the referees after your game? you go up and obviously, you know, say thanks and that sort of stuff or, you know, seeing as though you know what they've gone through you know, being a referee yourself. Yeah, knowing they, like, haven't just run on the field, like, they've had to do courses, they've had to, you know, obviously do stuff so they're just not, like, blank to the game, you know, going to it's seminars, giving up their time. We had a referee on Sunday who had ref three games before ours and they'd just given up his whole Sunday and I just find, you know, it's without him, we wouldn't have had a referee. Which means I have to referee and they don't want that. Because <laughs> then you'd have Kayla telling you the rules as you go along, isn't that right? <laughs> be a few yellow and red cards going out there. 
Yeah. What's your um, what's your most memorable game you've had, Caleb? Can you do you have a game that you can remember? Whether it's just the you know everything went smoothly or it was a you know a, a, an an important game is is there a game that sticks out for you so far that you've had? That you can... I've got two games that really stick out for me. One that was the under tens grand final, you know, because it being a grand final was just important. You know, the teams want to give it their all. You know, they just expect the best from the referee, so they have the best game. And there was a game up in Armadale, and it was like closing like five to ten minutes. The teams were like neck and neck, like. They try to win the game, you know, they're just giving it their all. You know, they're just all, like, trying their best. I just found after refereeing that game, you know, both coaches just being really appreciative of that I was there and refing, you know, not the losing team being upset. I just found, you know, both really memorable games. And, you know, they're the, I guess they're the highlights that you, you know, you take from your career and, and you use to drive you forward because you want to experience more of those type of games. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, one thing I'd like to, you know, I tend to ask people is, what would you say to somebody who is thinking of becoming a, a referee or is, you know, looking at, you know, further, further in their career? What, what, what advice would you give to them? Really, watch the game. Yeah. I find, you know, watch since I've been watching the game and playing the game, I've found the game really like appreciating and, you know, just. Understand. Yeah, understanding and it being like a part of my life. How do you find you watch Super Rugby? Do you watch it as a spectator watching the rugby or do you watch it as you would referee it from that perspective and watch for, you know, watch it from a refereeing perspective and look for, you know, the fouls and, and those sort of things? I tend to watch it from a refereeing perspective as well as a number 10 perspective, you know, trying to prove on both my playing and refereeing game. So you, you play number 10, obviously, so... Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're you know, as a referee and a player, you're learning to read the play. So, you know, it all comes naturally to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, that would certainly help. Yeah, you know, playing number ten would certainly help your refereeing, and your refereeing would certainly help playing as your, your number ten because they, you know, similar skill sets. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's very similar. It's the setup of where you want to be for ten and a referee is like basically right next to each other, your foot stands, your running, very similar. How do you find, do you find at times you read the play as a referee and you're sort of two or three phases ahead of what the team's actually doing? Do you ever find yourself playing like a, you know, refereeing like a number 10 and already expecting what the team's going to do before they actually go ahead and do it? Occasionally, like sometimes, you know, I'll, be reading like the team's like looking for a kick or it's looking to go wider or looking for pick and plays and you know you're just expecting it. Excellent. Um, now, Bruce, is there anything from a I guess from a, a club president perspective? You know, what would you say to people who are you know and a parent perspective? What would you say to people who are you know thinking of starting off as referees and, and want to get involved? Yeah, I mean as a as a as a parent, a coach, or president of a club, just a supporter of sport, and it's not just our game, it's any sport, uh, I think it's a great way for kids to appreciate and understand the game they're playing, but also it's a good way for them to give back. Um, you know, it's we probably see it too much on TV and at, at local fields where, you know, 
the, the officials are being crucified for making a mistake. We all make mistakes, and I think this really helps not only players or kids, but also parents understand and appreciate what's going on out there. Um, I highly recommend it. I, I really do. I, I think it's um, it's a it's a shame currently we've got such a shortage. Um, you know, specifically rugby. You know, all shapes, sizes, types of people can play the game, um, and that includes referees. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to be a player to be a referee or an official in any sport. Um, yeah, you know, and as I'm sure you're aware, you, know, you, you get to travel the world and experience so much more to life through this. And 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 it's a it's quite an an astute, strict academic approach to any sport, um, which I think helps with schooling and and vice versa. And, you know, just, yeah, I was going to say, Caleb, but one thing that's probably taught you is um, time management, being able to manage your schoolwork, you know, prioritise schoolwork, your training for your playing and your and your development for your referee. And I'm assuming you've probably been able to develop those skills over the last, you know, however many years you've been officiating. Yeah, I have. You know, it's just it's handy getting all this feedback, you know, actually getting time to look at it. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, he's got his ritual now. He knows how long he needs to be out there before the game to warm up. Obviously, he's getting a bit older now. The referee officials do get injured, <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, you know, he, he does a pre game talk with the teams, um, with the assistant referees on the sideline, um, to you know what his expectations are of them. So, you know, before I'd do it and almost hold his hand while he's doing it, whereas now. I could almost sit in the car and let him go do his own thing, but that's you know that's just I suppose his confidence in what he's doing. Yeah, and you know, as a as a parent too, the the one thing that's great about the officiating community is everybody is always so supportive. You might be trying to you know take each other's positions and push each other to get higher, but really the core of officiating is the support from everybody within your community to actually help you do that. You might be trying to take somebody's position. But they'll they'll be helping you actually get there. It, it's it's fair competition. Um, when last year Caleb did the under twelve state champs uh, down at Camden, um, you know they they all officiate over the first couple of days, and then when it gets to finals, they do have a ranking system where they've been ranked on their performance, and you know obviously the top referee gets to do the grand final, but you know the other guys get to then be on the sidelines being an assistant referee and they all marked up so they can communicate with each other. Um, and it's, it's, it's great for them. And, you know, Caleb managed to be an assistant referee in the, in the grand final and he, he, um, you know, he learns from that. And, you know, like he said, his mate who lives up in Newcastle and they're close mates, they just went to Tamworth together and we live in Southern Sydney. It's, you know, He's meeting friends already now all over the place and, you know, they push and strive to, to be better at what they do. But it's all friendly competition, which is great. And, you know, Caleb, I'd imagine too, your, uh, call it your presentation skills, being able to talk to people um, has developed, you know, extra, you know, immensely over your officiating career, being able to talk to adults and coaches. You've obviously become a lot more comfortable with, with those now as opposed to what you would have been when you first started out. 
yeah, I just find like talking to people, you know, even just front of like one-on-one with my mates or like today I had an assessment where I was coaching kids, you know, standing up and then all looking at me. I just, it's almost as if I'm refing. Like I just have that same confidence. Uh, you know, that, that must be, um, you know, a great feeling for you to know that, you know what, I've got this confidence from my refereeing. I can get up in front of these people. I can talk and you know, I can, you know, do all these various things that maybe I didn't think I was going to do when I was, you know, obviously younger. So excellent. Um, cool. Is there anything else you guys want to uh, mention? Um, I, I'm just super, super appreciative of taking the time and I love hearing people who want to get into their officiating career and obviously wherever you end up, you end up and, you know, I'd love to uh, turn the TV on one day and see you on a Super Rugby or over in a you know, World Cup or a Sevens tournament or something along those lines. It'd be pretty um, pretty neat to have. And I can see Bruce is smiling there away looking, yep, <laughs> he'd like to do that too. So, um, cool. No, thank you, Greg, for your time and, um, you know, and, and listening to us and I suppose our story or Caleb's story. Um, you know, we, we, we need more people like Caleb out there um, in all sports. doesn't matter what the sport is. Um, you know, it's not that bad is the way I describe it. It's actually good fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I found, my you know, I've been doing officiating for 20 odd years myself and you have the odd challenging game. Yeah. But 99% of the times, yeah, it's an awesome feeling to get out in the field and to blow the full-time whistle and know that you've been able to adjudicate the game fairly and, you know, get an enjoyment out of, you know, putting back to the sport that you, that you enjoy. Nice, definitely. Excellent. Cool. Nice Thanks time. for your time, guys. Um, and, you know, I'm super keen to see your, your development, Caleb, and, you know, who knows, down the track I might even be able to get you on by yourself when you're uh, refereeing the Super Rugby and we'll, we'll go for there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Excellent. Cool. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Nice. Thanks, Thanks Greg. Thank you, Greg. It's really encouraging seeing a person as young as Caleb enjoying his refereeing and wanting to continue his development as an official. If you're interested in starting your own journey, who knows where it may lead you? Check out the directory on our website at sportscollaboration.com where you'll be able to find contact details for the officiating associations near you. If you're an official who's looking for some additional support throughout your journey, drop us an email via the feedback section on our website and we'll be more than happy to reach out and see how we can help. I'll leave you with this final advice from Caleb about how he deals with spectators. I don't really notice it as much. When I'm out in the field, I tend to block out like sideline people yelling in because I'm really focused in on the game.